Hello, you beautiful soul. Welcome to season two of the Goddess and Sweats podcast. I am your host, Kristen Louise, and I'm so happy you're here. I have a new sound for you, and I am so excited to continue growing with you. This past week or so, I have been digging deep into the fears that hold me back in life, and I've found that my biggest fear is the fear of criticism. In my dive on what it is and how to overcome it, I came across a blog by Scott Mouts, Six Ways to Overcome the Fear of Criticism, which I found to be incredibly insightful, and I wanted to share it with you. So today I'm reading through this blog to give my perspective and hope that you can pull out a few nuggets along the way. Let's talk about fear. So in reading the Think and Grow Rich book by Napoleon Hill, I've actually been reading and listening to the audiobook, but I'm actually listening to the audiobook that's done by Jamie McIntyre. And I find it quite fun because he puts more 21st century examples into the audio. It does make it a little challenging for reading because there'll be in between paragraphs, there'll be something that Jamie has added in, but the insights I've gotten from there and being able to, what's the word I'm looking for? (laughs) Relate it, relate what he's talking about to more modern events, I have found incredibly helpful. Now in that, the last chapter that I have read, which he's actually broken this one up into two chapters, so I'm really excited to see what um, he adds in with the with the audio version. But the chapter I read today was The Six Ghosts of Fear. And this was a good one because I know I've always had this fear mechanism that stops me from doing things. And I was trying to figure out what is it? Like what's the real root cause of it? And so going through these six these six fears, these six basic fears, which I'll read them to you. There's the fear of poverty, the fear of criticism, the fear of ill health, the fear of loss of love of someone, the fear of old age, and the fear of death. Now mine, my biggest one, there's a couple in here that I know I still struggle with, but the biggest one for me is the fear of criticism. And so I've been on a bit of a dig fest for trying to figure out what, what, like what really, what is it about the fear of criticism? Why do I fear being criticized so much? And the thing is, as I've been reading, one of the big things for me is that if people are criticizing my character and how that might not actually be in line with who I really am. And then I started thinking, well, why the hell does this even matter to me, honestly? (laughs) Right? You know, that thing where what other people think of you is really none of your business. True, not always easy to deal with because if somebody says something that's out of line with what my character actually is based on some kind of superficial thing, like the career I do. I use the career that I do because it's one that can sometimes be under a lot of scrutiny. And I think actually, if I go by <laughs> the law of attraction and Abraham, uh, Abraham would tell me, well, where, what if you stop saying that? Maybe things will shift and maybe stop holding that in because really I do, but I don't want people to put Uh, this criticism on my character that's not in line because of the way that the industry has been done in the past, right? You're probably wondering what the hell's your career. (laughs) And that is actually network marketing. And 
I'm starting to get very comfortable in saying that and not being so nervous about it because the industry is changing and I'm actually very excited because I get to facilitate that but still I don't want people to think that I'm slimy I don't want people to put this idea in their head of me that I don't care and that all I'm after is to sell products to them that's really not how it goes and that's not at all how I operate and I have this huge fear that if people criticize me that way that's what's going to be perpetuated out there from other people and I know again going back to Abraham that <laughs> what I focus on is what's going to happen so I really need to let this go so I thought you know what let's dig it apart let's let's pick it apart let's call it what it is and let's sort through this and I thought what better way to do that than to basically you know pour my guts out on a public podcast sounds good right that doesn't open you up for any sort of criticism whatsoever. However, this has brought me to this blog that I've just been reading. It's a three-minute read. I really like it, by the way, when blogs put that up at the top. So if you write a blog and you put how long it is to read, thank you. Thank you so much. And the website that I'm on is called trainingindustry.com. And this one is done by, oh, I hope I don't butcher your name, Scott. Um, Scott Mout, Mouts. That's how I would pronounce it. Mouts. Mouts. M-A-U-T-Z. Anyway, Scott, I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I totally am. So here's what Scott wrote. So bear with me for three minutes as I read through this. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope I can say it eloquently and not stumble too much. <laughs> Here we go. It's hard to take time out of our hurried lives to engage in activities from which we can learn, stretch, and grow. The best way to do so often invoke taking risks, which can be scary. So another culprit kicks in, fear of criticism and its henchman, the human brain. It turns out that the way our brain is wired plays a part in our predisposition to not only feel, but dwell on a fear of criticism. Studies show that even happy people are four times more likely to remember negative criticism than praise, and that negative feedback is processed more thoroughly than positive feedback. The extent to which negative events impacts us is so great, and this is what killed me, is so great that psychology professor professor uh, Roy Baumeister shows it takes five positive events to make up for the psychological effect of just one negative event. It's a five to one ratio. That is insane. Absolutely insane. And that's only to balance it out. That's only to bring you back to neutral if I'm reading that or if I'm understanding that correctly. Not so much that I'm reading it correctly, but if I'm understanding that correctly. Holy smokes. And that's just to bring you back to neutral, to a place where you're okay. Okay, let's say you have two negative events that happen that really impact you in a day. That means you need 10 to bring you back to neutral. How many is it to bring you up to a place of feeling confident and good and sure of yourself? Right? So add another five. Probably you'll need 10 because eventually there's something negative that's going to happen. So why are we wired like this? You know, it's, it's just fascinating to me as to how we are wired just from a deep primal instinct. So that blew me away. So let's keep going because I'm going to prolong this longer than it needs to be. <laughs> so our wiring works against us, creating another natural enemy in 
uh, to our willingness to invest in experiences that will help us grow besides time. But that's no cause for despair. So he has six ways. He says, here are six ways to overcome a fear of criticism. And this is what I'm very excited about because I think the more that we can get really sure of ourselves, I think a lot of it actually has to do with us just being sure of ourselves and knowing ourselves well. This is my take on it, but let's hear Scott's. So one, know that anything worth doing attracts admiration and criticism. Ooh, that's tough. And I've known this for a long time and I've done my best, done my best to deal with that and, and be okay with it. So would you rather be judged or ignored is really what it comes down to. These are the consequences of life's great binary choice whether to make a difference or not. Faced with the decision, surely taking some criticism seems acceptable. If you want to dent the universe, as Steve Jobs once challenged, you're going to take dents in your armor here and there. No one said it was fair. And actually, if you think about it, it's dent for dent. It, it does turn out to be fair if you're looking at it from an eye for an eye perspective. In fact, one of life's great imbalances is the fact that what others risk by criticizing is minuscule compared to what is risked by putting yourself out there or what you risk by putting yourself out there. But don't let that stop you. Don't ever let that stop you. Thank you, Scott. I need to hear that. I appreciate it. This one was interesting. This is the one that actually caught my attention for wanting to read this blog. <laughs> And by the way, if you don't want to listen to me read it and get my feedback on it, you can just go to trainingindustry.com um, and search up six ways to overcome fear and criticism. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck here listening to me, which I hope is not stuck. I hope it's enlightening. That's my goal. Be clairvoyant about avoidance. When it comes to criticism, a strategy of avoidance is more damaging than you might realize. Aristotle once said, there is only one way to avoid criticism do nothing, say nothing, and be nothing. Ouch. Uh, you must realize that avoiding criticism is what makes you weaker, not the criticism itself. And that such avoidance means you are withholding your gifts from the world. Don't let your fear of criticism outweigh your desire for success. The third one he talks about is seek improvement, not approval. This I thought was a really good one. When you adopt the philosophy you're not drawn to criticism as a cradle of insight instead of steering away from it as a source of rejection. So let me read that again. When you adopt this philosophy, you're drawn to criticism as a cradle of insight instead of steering away from it as a source of rejection. Consider what is constructive about criticism. Find the nugget of truth in it and let it elevate you to higher standards. Don't think of it as exposing flaws, but instead as helping you make new self-discoveries. Let criticism feed you, not your insecurities. That one's a good one. And you know what? I have to say, so far, this is all incredibly good advice. I think what it comes down to is it's getting comfortable with implementing, right? The implementation part of it. Yeah, that's just good. It's good stuff. All right. So consider the intent of the criticism. You really have to be conscious about this if you're shifting from the fear of criticism to not being <laughs> afraid of criticism. I think using these every day, if you just do like a stop, drop, and roll type approach and go through each of these, writing these down. Okay, you know, what is, you know, where is this criticism coming from? This is, ah, this is good stuff. 
So criticism is either intended to help you or to hurt you. Identifying if the former is true can be freeing. The latter isn't easy, but remember this, such criticism is often more about the other person than you. The person may be projecting his or her own fears or inadequacies. Very true. Unfortunately, some people have a nasty habit of tearing down others when they are not being built up themselves. Compartmentalize that kind of input for what it is. So for the hybrid situation where it's meant to be helpful but isn't, view the criticism as merely giving information about the inclinations and perspective of the giver. For the nastiness, for the nastiest of it, live by the saying, ignore the booze, they usually come from the cheap seats. The fifth one, if you can't control the sting, keep it from swelling. Now, to be honest with you, I haven't read down this far, so this might be fumbly. I'm hoping not. Um, even with the best of mindsets, the initial moment when you're receiving criticism can still sting. How you react from that instant forward can mean the difference between the sting persisting and swelling or quickly abating. The key is not to be over-emotional or to overreact. The vast majority of time, the criticism is not meant to be a personal attack. It's not about you. It's about your work or your behavior. So it's not actually a personal attack. And I just want to sit on this for just a second because the one thing that um, my good friend and mentor Jody talks about all the time is, you know, someone may reject the business. It doesn't mean they're rejecting you. So don't take it so personally. The only time that they reject you is if they actually reject you but if they say no thank you it's not that they're rejecting you they're just uh, rejecting the opportunity or the product that you offer and so learning to not take that on as they're rejecting you most importantly you control the pain from criticism when you remember the following you can't change the words that were spoken to you but you can change the meaning you give to them you can rise above any words that mm, yep I could see that for sure I could totally see um, if you, I mean, if you think about it, most of what we take on is perception. You can have three people hear the exact same words in the exact same order, and each of them may take it a different form or meaning from that specific sentence. I mean, how many times have you heard something and someone else has heard something and you're trying to explain to them that, no, that's not actually what they meant. And they're like, but no, but this is what they meant, right? And so it can, you can totally do that, manipulate it. Hmm, good, good stuff, Scott. I'm loving this. The sixth one is you get to decide or you decide who gets to criticize you. Not all criticizers are created equal and some shouldn't even have a seat at the table. Set a criteria for those who make the cut and mentally dismiss the rest. Notice how it's mentally dismiss the rest because here's the thing. If, if I'm picking up what he's putting down is you're, they're still going to say stuff. It just whether you put meaning to it or not, and whether they get to actually have any sway or weight um, to how you feel about yourself and what you do. Mentors are a particularly good choice for those on the shortlist because they can provide practice receiving criticism in a safe environment, making it less frightening of an experience over time. This is true, and actually with, um, with my other mentor, Peggy, She's incredibly good at this with me in, in understanding. I think the big key is, is you have to know that the people that are giving you the criticism love you dearly and want you to win. And sometimes you need to adjust what you're doing 
right? And maybe something that you're doing isn't working or maybe they're pointing out that, hey, you know what? You've been saying you've been doing this, but really you're doing this. Like what, what's going on, right? So pointing those things out, I really struggle with this depending on where the feedback is coming from. If it's from Peggy, I can take it a little easier than if it's my husband. And I'm sure most of us go through that. Um, so that's a great one. Now, was that it? Oh yeah, it is just six. Okay, great. So that's just the six ways to overcome the fear of criticism. I have to say, I really enjoyed this um, and going through it. And that's why I actually wanted to jump on and share this because, you know, I have learned that if you're going through something, there's at least one other person on this planet going through the exact same thing in some way, shape or form. Now, is it the exact same thing in all life areas? No, it might just be one specific area. And so this is one that I was going through. And I wanted to share this because maybe you didn't you haven't found this blog yet. And I have to say, I'm I'm kind of excited to go through this and start implementing these. And this is where a different fear kicks in. I haven't been able to name it just yet, but when I do, I'll share it with you of just me not trusting that I'll actually follow through with it. <laughs> that says a lot right there. Anyways, so I hope you got some value out of this. I'd like to hear your your feedback. What did you think listening to this and going through it? Did it strike any chords with you? Did you come away with some new tools that maybe you can utilize? If you're putting yourself out there or going on to something and you have this fear of criticism and how you can deal with it. I know I've got a few things that I'm definitely going to do my best to implement and I know it's going to take practice and that's going to come to another another podcast where we talk about this progress when learning new new tools, new techniques, new anything. When you're learning new anything and understanding that it's messy and at first you're going to suck. Even if it's as simple as implementing a new habit of how you handle the fear of criticism, how you handle criticism. It takes a lot of work. It takes shifts and it's not, not easy. So giving yourself grace to do that. And then rather than labeling yourself as you just don't follow through as I'm learning something new. I'm trying to retrain my brain, retrain my my immediate responses to do something different. It's going to take time. It's going to be ugly. I'm going to do my best to stick with it. And I think that's really all you can do. With that, I hope that was helpful. I will see you all. See you all because, you know, we're video, right? You can see me through the audio. That's a whole other sidetrack that just came in, but we're going to leave that alone. So anyways, I hope you have a wonderful day doing whatever it is that you're doing. And that if you're, be kind to yourself as you're learning new ways to think and operate. Cheers for now.